overall question. Yeah. Do you listen to music when you're in the shower? Yes. Yeah. Then you're not jailbirds. Nice to know. I actually have my phone inside the shower in the window so I can hear it better. <laughs> okay. I, I bring my little it. portable speaker. Whatever you do mm-hmm. to listen to music in the shower, I don't care how. Anybody who doesn't regularly listen to music in the shower. I got nothing. My headphones. I'm assuming you either went to prison or at some point are going to go to prison. It's a better experience. It is. Like, why would you not be listening to music in the shower? Then I'll be in there for an hour. Well, welcome to episode 18. There it is. (laughs) Peyton Manny. There it is. Okay. Ah, that was I my had one. To, I had, that's that's my all I got one. right that's now. That's the one. Yeah. I mean, it, it had to be Peyton I had Manning to go off, first because I had nothing to do. <laughs> and I expect you to have at least two on the cuff. I'm thinking. I thought we were going to go around and eventually one to hit me. No, I had to go. F- I'm the worst at this. Yeah, that's that's actually kind of tough after I got after another that. one. So you, why you ain't take that other one and leave me Peyton Manning? Oh, okay, um, 1997-98 Chicago Bulls, Brian Williams, who later became Bison Dele. Okay. I don't I don't have another one off top right That's now. That's the only 18 you got? You no, got no one? Receivers? No, wait, no. If y'all don't have them, I definitely don't have one. What, do you not have one right now? It was Peyton Manning. That was my one. All right, so um, who, who you got? Didn't Joe P have number eight, 18? Joe Pasansky? Wow. I thought he was 17. Was he 17? His oh. brother then. One of them had 18. I think you're right. That's a fantastic right. reference. Yes. But but now I feel at the same time that we're getting less and less. We're digging deep. We're digging well, we're deep. We're going local. We're digging, <laughs> it's we're digging deep on that. Uh, Shout out to Joe Posansky. Who else we got? Is head of the Holy Cross? He's not Holy there Cross. Right. He's probably yeah. still in college. Yes. And still in high school. Yes. Maybe. He actually, because he was on the, the basketball playoff run. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Joe Posansky. 18s, who you got? Yeah, nothing else. Uh, that's uh, apparently that's all I got right now. You about to turn into like the research guy over there? Like we need something looked up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Before I look, Josh White, Oklahoma Heisman beat Florida State in the uh, wait, national Bradford, championship. Didn't Sam Bradford? I think Sam 18? Bradford. No, he won eight. Well, he wore eight in the pros, so maybe he did wear eighteen I in college. Eighteen in college. No, I don't think. Am so. I reaching? No. All right, so number one is Peyton Manning, and then it's a it's a far drop off because number two, number two, number two is Roman drop. Gabriel. All right, we're done. <laughs> As oh, always, wow. actually, no, no, hold on, no, I'm sorry. Number three should have been number two. Number eighteen, Daryl Strawberry. Oh, oh. shout out Daryl. Shout out yeah. to Daryl. And then after that, it, Phil Jackson wore number eighteen for the Knicks. Huh. Okay. And then again yeah, after we're, that we're, we're reaching yeah we're, we're dropping off after that so yeah. eighteen wasn't wasn't very good. Then Tyler Board no he's eighty something. Mm-mm. Yeah it's it's, yeah. Just, it's a downhill slide after this. Randall nothing. Randall Cobb anybody? Nice. Hey, it's nice. Yeah, okay. okay. yeah, it is. The last time um, Aaron Rodgers actually had like a decent receiving core. He had Aaron. He had uh, Randall Cobb. Aaron Driver had, or Donald Driver, Donald Driver Jordy Driver, Nelson. Donald Driver. He had Jordy. Right. Greg Jennings. That was the last time they had like a. Wow, Greg Jennings reference. Greg Jennings. He was nice. Greg yeah, they, Jennings. He had like a receiving room, like a good mm-hmm. receiving room. And still in one one ring. Randy Moss. <sighs> he had 18 with Oakland, right? He did have. Oh, you're right. Oh, uh, I you're guess right. hometown? Murph? Anybody? Oh, 18? Murph. Shout out to Murph. <laughs> shout out to Murph. Yeah, shout out to Murph. Yes. All right. All right. That's o- it. Officially <laughs> grand closing. <laughs> yeah, officially. We're closing on Murph, which is, I ain't mad at that. Hey, shout we stretched it. 
The can't teach St. Pete. Okay. Man in my left is Pump. Yes, sir. Man in my right is Unshay. You. I go by Breeze. This is a Somebody Said podcast where we're talking everything sports, including local Tampa Bay high school sports as well, as along with college and professional, local and national headlines. In regards to that, real quick, shout out to Sorrell Smith, local CP oh, high graduate, transferred to USF. Super excited about that. Welcome home. I think that boy's on ball. We'll get to see him play. Absolutely. We got to make it to a game. So big shout out to him for that. Um, that's some some local stuff. Actually, USF women's soccer team just won the AAC um, tournament. Okay. Some local stuff. Congrats. We gotta. I'm trying to make sure we keep the local stuff going, too. So. Gotta have a local love. Got to. Um, okay. We got some more local love. Local love coming when we get into some of these spring game reviews, too. It was a certain somebody who had a pretty nice day in a pretty sure. big spring game. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That boy gonna make you eat. He gonna make you eat them words. Isn't he thirteen? No matter. That boy looks special. Julio Jones started. They want special. All right, relax. Hit us up on social media. Somebody said podcast on Instagram. Somebody said pod on Twitter. We are brought to you by the official law office of the Somebody Said Podcast. That is the law office of Clinton Paris, where they take the pain out of being hurt. Literally everything, civil litigation, general business, council representation, they cover all of that, including dog bites, because we here at the Somebody Said Podcast decided it is dog bite season. It is dog it bite is. season. We decided that. Don't run. Just don't run. Yes. That's when they, they chase you down. Unless you know you can outrun somebody else in the group. Yeah. yeah. Which is like a human then, sacrifice. That's kind of messed yeah. up. Yeah. It's kind of messed up. So don't do it. Don't run. Run faster. No. 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 All right. Also brought to you by the Red Lady Rum Punch, the official rum punch of the Somebody Said Podcast, the official drink of the Somebody it Said is. Podcast. It's, it's, on, it's technically on ice right now. It is. I think I might dabble before the day's over. We should. Still, we need, I need to get a fresh new bottle. We need to, we need to figure that out. Jared. Jared. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot me the invoice. <laughs> Shoot the invoice over. Three, bo- three bottles, please. Three. Okay. <laughs> One for each of us. I, I mean, hey, why not? I got five on that. What's wrong with y'all? Okay. This week, we had some spring games, some college football spring games that happened on Saturday. Got a chance to watch a few of those. We'll dive into one in particular. Shout out to those Miami Hurricanes. It's great to... Whatever. We'll do a new segment called Top 5. Top 5, Top 5, Top 5. I'm going to plug that. (laughs) And then we're going to talk NBA. We'll talk about injuries. Some of them that have now ended careers, which is kind of random and odd. But also, it's kind of been an injury-laden season. And the postseason is now potentially going to be missing some big names. So we'll kind of talk about that a little bit, and we'll talk about why we think that has happened and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Don't forget, next week we are doing a mock draft. Picks 1 through 32 for the first round, NFL draft. (sighs) Zach Wilson. (laughs) You mean Zach Mahomes? What would happen if he was Zach Pat Wilson? Wait, what would happen if he was the first pick overall? Then somebody. What would y'all come on this show and say? I would say, you know what? The first words out of my mouth would be Mitch Trubisky. Urban Liar is an idiot. Those would be my first words. Okay. Ur- There's no way Urban Liar does that. 
No, I think he's much smarter than that. Yes. I, I do. I don't like the guy, but I think he's much smarter. Sidebar, I don't know how we missed it last episode, but um, quick shout out to Darkman X, Earl Simmons, which I, somehow, oh, some way, wow. we missed that last episode. And Black Rob passed today. Black Rob died? Black Rob passed. Really? Yeah. 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 So What? Yeah. So From what? I don't know. He had been sick, I guess, for a minute. Like, he had been on uh, social media, and he just looked really just bad. Black Rob? Black Rob passed today. He's only 51, man. DMX 50. Whoa. That's whoa. That's whoa. So, yeah, man. Sh- yeah. Shout out to the dark man, and shout out to Black Rob. Shout out to Black Rest Rob. Peace. Yeah, that's tough, man. Sheesh. Yeah. Shall we sip to that? Yeah, I'll take a sip. I'll definitely take uh, a sip New Northeast rappers are in danger right now, I feel like. Yeah, somebody protect the... Uh, you know, Nas and Hove at all costs yeah. right now. Some, somebody find Buster Rhymes stat, please, who is criminally underrated, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the crazy thing is it always has been this thing where, like, and we don't need to go into a full thing about mm-hmm. this, but, like, the, the crazy fact that rap is so closely related to sports mm-hmm. is just super cool to me. Like, completely different styles of entertainment, completely different markets and businesses, mm-hmm. and they're so intertwined. I think that's really, really dope. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, definitely a sport. I'm not saying it's a sport, but... No, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a sport. It's a competition. Yeah. Not sure. All right, fair enough. Just mm-hmm. multiple winners all the time. Depending on what your top five is. It de- depends on what the the award show is. I mean... Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Either that's, way. It's a popularity contest. Okay. It is. It is. Most award shows are. Which is why I don't watch them. All right. Let's start out. Spring game review. The Bulldogs. Yale Bulldogs. Yeah, Bulldogs. Oh, wow. Not so fast, midget. Not so fast. As much as people hate on us, and obviously you guys hate on Miami because you're <laughs> Florida State fans, literally the fact that all you have to say is the U. And of all the universities across the country, there's only one that's considered the U. Sure. I guess. Don't, I mean, don't, don't put too much into that. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of just a fact of the matter, though. Like, literally, I mean, it's when you a, hear the U, you automatically turn your noses up. But it's a, you nick- know who it is. it's a nickname you've been using for more than 30 years, 40 it's a years. nickname that only one of all the universities, only one is considered the U. Sure. I get that. But but technically, it's, it's almost like people putting the in front of their school name that came from one place that everybody knows. And now everybody's just doing it, which is fine. I, I, I get what you're saying. However, you guys have been calling yourselves the you the world since the eighties. The world calls us. Yeah, but you I started call it doing it. Depending on how I feel, I either say Miami or Tropical Storm U. But when you hear the you, you know what school they're talking about. Sure, that's all I'm saying. <sighs> when I think turnover chains and rings, <laughs> I think of the you as well. <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, you know I respect Miami. Don't like them, but I respect them. Likewise. They're not Florida. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Delusional you. So, <laughs> so Miami had their spring game. Like many teams in, I, I think Florida State was missing some key, or pro, like, projected starters mm-hmm. from the spring game. So Miami was missing a number of projected starters. Obviously, the very first one being De'Ara King. De'Ara King is still out from his um, knee injury from the bowl game, which I actually... It's weird. I was actually kind of happy. You don't need to see anything from him. Exactly. I already know exactly who and what the Come back King healthy. Is. <laughs> and so 
it was really cool getting to see the young guys. And I'm in a couple Miami Hurricane group texts. I got a lot of Miami Hurricane friends. And I made the comment that this is the best our quarterback room has been in a long time. It hurts my heart. <laughs> yeah, I saw I, I didn't watch the game. I, I saw some highlights, and yeah. I saw a couple dimes by Jake Garcia. Yeah. He, he's he's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, what's I'm with the, Aaron on this. What's the what's, what's the what's the sophomore guy? Uh, Ryan Tyler Van Dyke. No, there's another guy. Another guy you guys got. Ryan. Yeah. We've only got two no. quarterbacks. Well, we have three: Tyler Van Dyke, Jake Garcia, who's a true freshman, mm-hmm. and Peyton Matocha. Who I thought there was, a, I thought there was one other guy he, there. I think he transferred. I know who you're talking oh, about. Ryan, Ryan something. Ryan. Ryan. He yeah. had 15? Yeah. He transferred. That's. I don't think that's his name, though. 15? No. Was it 15? five. No. Because Perry, black kid. No. No, it was, it was another one. black kid. He played against us. Oh, it? Malik Rozier? No. no. Oh, Jaron Williams. Yeah. He did wear 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Jaron Williams. He's it, actually at USF now. Oh, okay. Either way, it's better than our quarterback room. So. Moving, I mean, moving on. So it's actually kind of funny, and I didn't take it seriously. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to bring it up because it's ridiculous. But it was very it was very good to see the future of the program in terms of the quarterback position. And we're looking at our 2022 class. The one commit we've got is the four-star quarterback out of Georgia, um, Ja'Cory Brown. 6'5", he can run the ball, big arm, hold your band. I think 6'4". I think he's like 6'4". So it was pretty cool to see that the young guys behind the Eric King are also legit, which I don't think we've had that in a long time, where I actually trust the backup. If if somebody was to get hurt, I think the backup would come in and we could still win eight, nine ball games. When was the last time you had you guys had a good quarterback room? Was that uh, Ja'Cory like Harris, man? Jackery? Which actually was a Ja'Cory Harris fan. I think he was in a god-awful offensive system. But behind him was Robert Marv. He was a he's a he, plant legend. Yeah, he was hyped. Yeah, he was a plant legend. And then what happened after that? He didn't work hard. I don't think he – I didn't get hard worker from him. He so, had all the tools. Did you, did you feel Felicia's kid was that bad, though? <laughs> but nobody was behind him. Uh, there was no depth. No, I'm just, I'm just talking about him, period. Oh, no, Brad? Brad yeah. was good. Yeah. Brad was good. It, but Brad was limited. And I think we saw that in terms of Ryan Risk. That's who I was thinking of. Ryan Risk. Ryan Risk. Never never heard of him. Yeah. He's a redshirt sophomore. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Where at? At Miami. (laughs) Walk on. Okay. I'm just saying. It's part of your quarterback. (laughs) He got got some love. That's all. Go ahead and continue. Did he? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Which, again, makes me feel even worse. So, besides quarterback, (laughs) what did you see from the spring game? that you you like from a fan's okay. perspective? So I'll go through the likes first, because there were some things I didn't like, and we can talk about that too. The other thing I liked was my receiver room looks much improved. So last year, there is no secret that Miami had the dropsies. We actually had the, the very two worst players in the ACC in terms of drops, and they were two starters. So we, we run a spread system now. So there's always there's almost always at least three receivers on the field. Two of those starters of the three were literally at the bottom of the conference in drops last season. Nice. Like it. 
We got the transfer, Charleston Rambo from Oklahoma. Speed guy. We got to do something with that name. Like what, Rambo? Yeah, we got to. So there's um, who's the guy who does uh, the Fox sports broadcast for college football? He does all the he does all the Big Twelve games. The old guy? No, the one who's real hyped up all I know the time. You're talking, what's his name? Kenny is Albert? It, it's like Mark no. Mark something. Mark Jackson. I don't know his name. He's always super hyped up. I'll never forget when Texas beat Oklahoma on a last second uh, field goal. Mm-hmm. The kicker's name was Gicker. He was like, Gicker! Gicker! Where's that for Oklahoma? Like, this dude is always jacked up. It's fantastic. You, you sure it's not Kenny is, Albert? I think his name is Gus or something like that. Gus Johnson? I think his name is Gus yeah. Johnson. Yeah. He's always like on 20. Okay. I'm not mad. So there's a clip and I'll send it to you guys. It is... <laughs> Charleston Rambo makes his catch. He's like, Rambo with the catch. Rambo <laughs> making guys miss. Rambo down to <laughs> And I literally say it every time he catches the ball. I dig it. So Rambo had another great day. I think He's he could hooping. be I think he could be the best receiver. He's wide receiver one. Yeah. Yeah. So talking to uh, as you guys know, um, my little brother. My little bro, Cam, huge Oklahoma fan. Like, actually pays to be on his, like, donor board. Like, huge Sooner fan. His dad is actually from Oklahoma. Okay. So, it's legitimate. It's not, like, bandwagon stuff. And he was like, I texted him, like, yo, Rambo's been hooping, you know, all spring for us. He's like, the talent is always there. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the problem with Rambo is he's just not always motivated. And, and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of in a way, which... Shout out to last week's episode. Yeah. But all spring, he's he's been putting up numbers. Like, he's always open. Yeah. Like, the kid is always open. It's, it's kind of crazy. And we haven't had a, a legitimate wide receiver one in a few years now. Like, it's been a few years we had a legit wide receiver one since, since Amon Richards, freshman season. He was a true freshman. Well, like Amon Richards was, you know, he broke Michael Irvin's freshman receiving record. And that's, he was legit. That's the kid that hurt his neck. He had oh, a neck injury. Gotcha. Never played another season. Like Rambo could have legitimately be wide receiver one, which is great because Mike Harley, who went for eight nine hundred yards last year, can now be your wide receiver two, which is essentially what he is. So, but you took a kid who almost went for a thousand last year, and now he's your number two. Which is pretty dope. Okay. Um, some of the things I like to see, some of we got so we got some of our young DBs got a chance to go. So Avante Williams got a chance to play. I don't know if you guys remember him. He was the number one safety, safety. in the 2020 class. Uh he got a chance to finally play. He had to sit out his whole freshman season with a, a neck injury as well. Um, and so he finally got a chance to like we got a chance to finally see him on the field. Kids an athlete, Thumper, he looks like the number one safety in his class. Like, he looked legit. Um, some of the things I like to see the running backs play well. So, you know, Jalen Knighton, the rooster, so they call him. I call him the chicken. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. The chicken! <laughs> you know, he he looked good. He actually got the start over Cam Harris. Now, Don Chaney. So, Jalen Knighton was the leading rusher in Broward County coming out into the twenty. The 2020 class. Yeah, the 2020 class. 
We also got the leading rusher out of Dade County that same year, Don Chaney. Don actually just had a shoulder injury happen. So he they're saying he might not be back till fall camp. But Jalen got a chance to, to do a lot of things. He's a very explosive athlete. So it was nice to see him get, you know, a decent number of touches. We did the running back by committee thing last year. And apparently this year the plan is to like choose a bell cow back. If they're smart, they start the rooster. <laughs> if they're smart. The the talk out of Miami is that Don Chaney's the best running back on that he, roster. He's not available. Fair enough. So I, I said to my friends that Cam Harris is the safe pick. Cam has some big, he has some big runs. He's a bigger back, so he can get you those tough, short yardages. But he doesn't always have the, he doesn't have that explosiveness. You need that home run hitter. That Dalvin Cook that could I'll change say, a coming game. Coming from a guy who watched Dalvin Cook, I yeah. see why you say that. Yeah, you need a guy that's going to save your offense when the passing game isn't working. And it looks like he's going to get stopped and he just break one and change the momentum of the game. I think that the Rooster could do that, even Don Chaney. But Don Chaney seems to have an injury issue right now. So yeah. you got to give it to the guy that's available. So what what went wrong? Because I feel like you just hyping them up. What no. What did you not see that you wanted to see? So some things that I didn't see was I didn't see those veteran receivers catch balls. Like why like I'm talking about wide open just dropping passes, which means that's a problem with my depth now. Because with the style of offense we play, they said it from the very beginning, you know, um offensive coordinator said it since he got there. He wants to run seven, eight receivers deep. So they can constantly just go. Cause most defenses can't go seven, eight corners deep. You know, or most defenses can't go seven, eight DBs deep. And if my veteran guys, third and fourth year guys, can't catch wide open passes, that means we probably can't go as deep as we want to. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem. Like, I don't, you play receiver. Have you ever been around a guy who, for whatever reason, just couldn't catch the ball anymore? Anymore or just couldn't catch it to begin with? <laughs> so, so he, okay. <laughs> I've been around guys that couldn't catch it to begin with, but if, you, if you're a pass catcher, naturally, you're going to have your slumps, but you're going to eventually get out of it. Mark Pope was a five-star receiver on Rivals. Four-star composite. That don't, that don't mean nothing. Ermon Lane was a five-star. <laughs> but it doesn't mean he couldn't catch the ball. I'm talking about just being wide open and dropping wide open catches. That sounds no, like something, that's, that's something mental then. Yeah. Not concentrating. If you were a five-star, you did something to earn that. You had hands. You just weren't dropping passes in high school. I don't understand it. And then sometimes guys don't take the next step when they get to college. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unless you were just like, just like a playmaker in, in high school where everything that you did, like you may only touch the ball three times, but every time you touched it, it was a home run. Right. So you didn't really have to go out there and catch 10 balls a game and show off your hands. It's like, right. give him a bubble screen, he goes 70. Yeah. And some guys catch deep balls easier than they do a slant because it's you're yeah. closer to the quarterback. Right. It's coming. They drop, these, they drop slants, they drop screens, they drop <laughs> goals. It just, they just can't, like you, the ball is in the air. And if I know six was lined up out wide, I don't trust he's going to catch the ball. The game's too big for him. High school, they don't think about it because everybody's beneath them. But mm -hmm. when you get around guys that's four star, five star, just like you, you think about other things, other things than catching a football. You gotta beat the jam. You gotta be lined up right. 
you got a lot going on through your head, and then you got to focus on catching the ball. In high school, you don't have to do that. But I feel you like see. the catching the ball should be the easiest part. You would think. And it's not. It's not. Okay. Nice, nice to have a receiver in the room. <laughs> nice to have a receiver in the room. <laughs> I do like one of y'all receivers that don't get talked about that much. Um, the white kid, Xavier. What's how do you say Restrepo. his last name? Restrepo. X. He played with the rooster. He did. And Deerfield Beach. I feel like he's a shorthanded guy. So maybe they he kind of goes up the depth chart and those guys that's dropping passes kind of fall off. So what I'm hoping is that Xavier will back up Mike Harlan. So Mike Harlan's gonna play in the slot. Rambo's gonna play on the outside at the X receiver. And um, Key's going to play the Z. I got those right, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Y is your, your slot guy. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. The Z is the slot guy. The Y is the, the, y is the outside guy. So. Damn. I thought I had it. So, so, okay. It's almost there. I'm hoping that X is the backup slot guy. Okay. X backs him up. We've got Romello Brinson coming in. 6'2", 180 receiver out of Miami Northwestern. I hope he backs up um, Rambo. Okay. Because they're very similar in terms of like their build, longer receivers. They can run. You know, Rambo's probably a bit faster than Romello. Melo's probably a little more possession than Rambo is. But I hope he backs up. But he's not on campus yet. He doesn't get there until the summertime. And then on the other side, we've got a kid, Michael Redden III from IMG. He committed to us once. Yes. He committed. Okay. So I'm hoping he backs up Keyshawn Smith, who's a kid from Cali. Okay. And hopefully those guys, D. Wiggins and Mark Pope, I just refer to them as eight and six. I don't even call them by their <laughs> names. You have to earn being called by your name. But it's, it's funny, though, because D. Wiggins ate us up one year. Which is nuts, right? It just must be just against Florida State. Actually, the switch comes hit y'all for a couple deep ones. Don't remind. I, yeah. And he was second to last in the ACC in drops. Yeah. He was like. He was arguably the worst. It's it's mind boggling. So again, I don't I don't know if that's an indictment on him or Florida State. It's an indictment on Florida State. <laughs> I'm gonna say both. I'm gonna say both. So another thing that I'm concerned about, because obviously I'm looking at our first game, play Alabama and Atlanta. Our offensive line is good, not great. In the ACC, it'll be enough unless you're playing Clemson, and we saw that last year. We played Clemson. They bullied us up front and if you can't buy time even if dear king is your quarterback as elite of an athlete as he is if that old line ain't buying him time he can't do anything the receivers can't develop their routes so when i'm looking at that bama game i'm like we're probably gonna have similar struggles yeah. up front you you gotta beat bama in the trenches <laughs> That's or where at least it match them right yeah yeah and I don't see that our offensive line will be able to do that. But you don't expect to beat Bama. You just expect to compete this year because you guys are gaining momentum on the recruiting trail. You guys had a, a great class. Those guys got to get developed. So you, you don't expect to beat Bama. Just look good competing. Or do you expect to beat Bama? No. Realistically? No. Okay. I'm, if we can keep it within two scores, I'm happy with that. Because that means okay. we'll be able to beat everybody else on our, on our schedule. You would hope so. You would think if yeah. you can if you can stay within arm's reach of an Alabama, looking at the rest of our schedule, I I think we should at that point be able to my projection is ten wins. We won nine last season. Mm -hmm. We would have won double digits. Well, we had to cancel one. One game just never got played. And then we had to swap out 
Michigan State for Clemson. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we played that Michigan State game instead of playing Clemson. We went double digit games last season. But this yeah, year I'm looking at double digits. Do you second that? Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't see why they they wouldn't. I mean, what the games you guys lost last year was what Clemson, your opener, North, and Carolina. then a really bad loss to North Carolina. Like that was no. A, we didn't lose the opener last year. Opener last year was UAB. You're thinking we lost LSU. Uh, no, you're, you're thinking two, LSU the year two years before ago that. We lost to the Porch Lizards in Orlando. You guys didn't play Oklahoma State last year. That was in the bowl game. Bowl game. What year? So you lost to LSU three years ago. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and then so oh, last yeah. year, but that North lost. Carolina loss was not good. God awful. Yeah. I don't think they, they woke up. Yeah, they that was a game. that was a, a horrible game. Never showed up. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can see Miami getting close to double digits. I mean, so the what I'm looking at for the Miami program is a progression. Mm-hmm. So Manny Diaz's first year, first time head coach, also, he loses some ugly games. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I thought you were going to say uh, it was his first year calling the defense because I think that'll help you guys major in a major way. Oh, he's back calling. Yeah, defense first year, year back yeah. calling defense. But his first year as the head coach. First time ever as a head coach, we lost a lot of close games. I think we led the league in like one possession losses. So then last year, you look at last year, we turned that where we won several close games. The close mm-hmm. ones we won, right? It was only the ugly ones that we ended up losing. Like I say we lost to Clemson. We got demolished by uh, UNC. Mm-hmm. And then we lost to Oklahoma State in the bowl game, which was a close one, but Derek King gets hurt. We try to make a comeback, and we can't complete the comeback. My other worry about this team, though, is the pass rush. We lost a locked-in first-rounder, DN. Jalen Phillips is pretty much guaranteed to be a first-rounder. Mm-hmm. Greg Russo will probably be a second-rounder at this point. And Quincy Roche, who Greg didn't play last year, but Quincy will also be drafted. So you lost a first-round DN and a mid-round DN. My worry is the pass rush. But the thing about this that. team is everybody else came back. At the end of the day, where do you see Miami at at the end of the season? Realistically. Somewhere between 10 and 20. Okay. I think I'm calling 10-win season, lost to Bama, another loss somewhere. Mm-hmm. Competing for ACC championship? In the, in the conversation to go play for ACC championship and then – you play Clemson and <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> Try not to get embarrassed. Roll them dice. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm with you. I did watch a couple other spring games too this weekend. Uh, one in particular I was very keen to see. Alabama. Bryce Young season. That boy Bryce Young is Look talented, good. man. Got an arm on him, man. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. The other cool thing was there was a Mike near Nick Saban the entire time. So you could literally hear him talking the whole time. Fantastic. I gotta watch it. He's so miserable. He is the most miserable guy in all of sports and I love it. It always goes for a good head coach. (laughs) Yes. Belichick. No, I say, yeah. Yeah. We're talking about goats though, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nick Saban is constantly Miserable, but, but why do, never happy. But why do they always seem so miserable, even when they're winning? If they're if if they're not miserable, then they're not concerned about winning more than what they've already won. There's there is that what it is? They but turn he, into Jimbo. 
But even but even when he wins, it's like, is he already thinking about next season? Yes. Yes. <laughs> or he's thinking about what they could have done better in that game. Yes. The things <laughs> that went wrong in that game. Like Nick Saban's that coach where you make an outrageously great catch and he says, Well, if you actually would have ran the right route, you would have been able to make an easy catch. I get that. So 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 do you think that like in their Hall of Fame like inductions, they'll at least smile? Like, do they think they still have work to do? At that point, he is like Thanos. I mean, when you can go to the garden and you can rest <laughs> and you smile on a happy universe <laughs> with all your rings. I, I can't imagine this. I, I don't think that I'm going to see either one of them smile in their, in their Hall of Fame inductions. I'm not going to do it. So quit asking. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, as far as as far as the maybe they'll cry like went, Jordan. Maybe. No, he's not going to cry. Saban's not going to cry. The cool thing is, well, the interesting thing was they actually had a number of guys sitting out too. So their projected starting running back, Brian Robinson, didn't play. Evan Neal, uh, five-star offensive lineman out of IMG, mm-hmm. he didn't play. And they had a couple other guys. Oh, John Mechie third, who's supposed to be their receiver. best receiver this yeah. year. He didn't play. But what you got to see was the depth. Your boy, Mr. Bloomingdale himself. Shout out to Bloomingdale. That boy, Jai Hall. Special. The kid is special, man. Well, what I what I He's when I saw him, you bought the Antonio Cromarty back. No, nah, I'm not backpedaling. <laughs> but I, I've said this live before. He's either gonna shine or he's gonna fold, right? Because mm-hmm. when you get when you are a talented guy, like you say, but he he just wakes up out the bed and he's one of the best receivers in the country, talent wise. Mm-hmm. Now, if you put that talent around other alphas you're either going to excel or you're not and so far i didn't see the game but so far it sounds like he's he's rising above he made some catches man that you expect from a bama receiver but you don't expect from a freshman in in his very first spring game like literally the kid just got there a few months ago and he's running third according to the projected depth chart that i saw he's running third you know somewhere behind john matching but man, like, there's no way he ends the season that far. And I, and I text y'all, like, I text you during the game, and like, literally, they were talking to Nick Saban after he had made this catch. And Nick Saban, on his mouth, I want to make sure I read the same way. He's one of the most explosive players on this team. That's, that's a lot of praise. That's a lot of praise from from for a freshman from Nick Saban mm-hmm. of all people. So that was really special. So, so I, I guess kind of like what Unc said, like. If if you if you're good at what you do at receiver, you're not thinking about all these things, right? You know you got to beat the jam. You know you got to do this. You know he's just going out there and balling, right? So he was that guy on his level, and then when he got to the next level, he still has that that wide receiver arrogance. Like I'm right. supposed to be here. I'm oh, better than you. So this is yeah. how we gonna do it, huh? Yeah. Then he just takes his, his game up to the next level. Yeah. It sounds like that's what he is. I yeah. think so. I mean, most great great wide receivers are divas, right? They they That's expect true. to be that great no matter where I'm at, no matter who's guarding me, I'm right. that guy. Now yeah. my only so I'm sorry, go no, ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, go ahead. Now I was gonna say my only concern is once he becomes the guy and he's all American, is he gonna settle? Cause we we uh Jerry Judy didn't settle, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, they all were just elite mm-hmm. their entire time at Bama. Mm-hmm. And I seeing them in person. He'll score a touchdown and then just walk around. That's that's not gonna happen at Bama. I think he's in a place though where 
that's not an option. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, with a lot of kids, they do what you let them do, right? You give a kid an inch, he'll take a mile. We just talked saving about Nick Saban. Yeah. Saving ain't giving no inches. Yeah. It's not an option, right. right? So I think they almost, they work the lazy out of you to where you just become a worker. You know what I mean? Like, think about like the, all the Bama receivers we've seen, you never see them running their mouth. Not one. Mm-hmm. Talking about how good he is and he's going to do. You've never seen They're machines. It. Yeah. And they make them that way. So there's that, no way all of them came out of high school just humble, hard workers. Right. No. So at that point, I hope that he's actually one of those kids that accepts coaching. You he know, it has to be. It it sounds good. I mean, I don't I don't know. He just got there. Right. I mean, he can still have all the potential in the world, but just not maximize out on what he is because he just can't be coached because he thinks he's that good. That's, Hopefully he's yeah. not that. No, nah, that's a I unicorn know. at Bama. <laughs> they all want to be coached by Nick Saban. I mean, I, I, I hope kids so. transfer out of Alabama. It's true. Kids do transfer out of Alabama, and you got to yeah. think. Alvin Kamara. Alvin yeah. Kamara. Yeah. Right? Well, Alvin Kamara wasn't seeing the field, which. I don't know why not, <laughs> but whatever. Well, once again, that. Alabama running back room. That, that running back room right there was just stupid. It was bonkers. We got a new segment this week. Now that we are way deep. Mm-hmm. Knee deep. <laughs> Go ahead. Introduce us. This is somebody's top five. So, I like that. Top five. Top you have five, a theme five, music. Top five, top five. I mean, we. I can set it up. Yeah, yeah. We can, we can, we can put something together in the lab. If you got something, send it to me. Otherwise, you know, I'll, I'll plug something. Top five, no debating. Top five, top five, top five. So, <clears throat> so this is this is pretty much somebody's top five, right? And you know, different segments. We will get into different topics, different uh, different top five lists. I enjoy lists. I feel like we should bring in uh, Liam Neeson. Like list, I like list. I make lists all the time. No, no, not taken. No, no, nope. Nah. Matter. Either way, <laughs> <laughs> this is the top five. Somebody's top five okay. greatest college football seasons, individual seasons of all time, regardless of position. Regardless of position. Okay. Greatest top five individual seasons of all time. All okay. right. So clocking in at number five, we got 2007 Tim Tebow, right? Tim threw for a little under 3,300 passing yards, 32 passing touchdowns, 895 rushing yards, and 23 touchdowns. (laughs) He ate. (laughs) That man ate. And and he won a Heisman, as he should have. And a natty. And a natty. Was that that the year of the, the speech? Was that the, the speech? This is for the rest of our lives. <laughs> rest of our lives. Again, can't stand Florida. Tim Tebow is. It's hard for me not to like him because he seems like a great guy. No, I don't like him. Don't care. Oh, I don't like him, Haircut but he seems like a great guy. I don't his, like him because he plays baseball. Too perfect. Don't care. I don't like anything about him. I'm not mad at it. Right. Either way, moving on. One of the greatest seasons of all time. Okay. Number four on this list is. 1963 Illinois Dick Buckus, who has one of the greatest names ever. Mm-hmm. 150, 145 tackles and 10 forced fumbles. 145, 10 forced fumbles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also won a Rose Bowl that year. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice, but again, under the standards, you know, it's 1963, kinda, back in the day. Kind of underwhelming for the I top mean, five. 10 forced fumbles, that's hard to do. True. And 145 tackles is but when everybody's running the ball, it's actually a little easier to do. You gotta you gotta hit them really hard or just or just have master the art of yeah. stripping. I mean, a lot of guys are just good at stripping the ball out. Okay. All right. Shout out to Marcus Peters. 
Ty Matthews. There you go. We got, we got more. We keep no. Force and fumbles. Peanut uh, Tillman. Peanut. Yeah. Well, come on now. All right. Number three. Twenty ten Auburn Cam Newton. Got to. All right. Super Cam. Twenty eight hundred passing yards. Thirty passing touchdowns. <laughs> Jesus. Fourteen hundred and seventy three rushing yards. 20 rushing touchdowns. He also had 42 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. And the greatest Iron Bowl performance in history. An undefeated Agreed. season plus a natty. Mm. That boy Cam. That boy Cam. That's, that's a pretty nice season. That boy Cam. Moving on, number two, <laughs> we have 2019 LSU Joe Burrow. Joe Bayou Burrow. He went crazy. Yeah, he did. 5,600 passing yards, 60 passing <laughs> touchdowns, 369 rushing yards, and five rushing touchdowns. I can't yeah. even do that on Madden. <laughs> 65 combined touchdowns. Quick question. Yeah. Why does nobody ever bring up the fact that Joe is surrounded by a bunch of first-rounders? Nobody seems to care. Did we know they were going to be first-rounders to begin with? I mean, first-round talent or... The fact that he just had first round talent around him. Yeah, like Clyde was a first rounder. He was he was projected to be one of the best mm -hmm. running backs in the group. He had what four receivers? Does that go that get, hold on to that then? Okay. Hold on to that. So the number one greatest season, individual season of all time, 1988 Oklahoma State, Barry Sanders. Barry. Barry rushed for 2,600 rushing yards, 37 touchdowns, and had 515 kick or punt return yards and two return touchdowns mm. with a Heisman. Better hat. <laughs> 2,600 20, rushing yards That's is a godly. lot. He touched the ball 500 times or 384 attempts. I feel like that's not even enough. <laughs> it's it crazy what Oklahoma State has become now. <laughs> right? Right? They don't even run the ball. <laughs> And they, and they have so much money being dumped into their program. Tons of money. So so at that point, do you think that this list is good? No. Uh, Speak on it. Well, first of all, the thing that this list is missing is context. Mm -hmm. What Cam Newton did mm -hmm. with the talent around him. You can say nothing. Next to nothing. Who's running back? Trey Mason that year? Not at all. No, it wasn't Trey, Trey? Mason was there. Oh, with uh, your boy. Yeah. Um, um, drawing a blank on his name. Yeah, that guy. Nick Marshall. Nick Marshall. Who are so, the receivers? You, me, and Breeze. So to me, that Cam Newton season, it has to supersede what, you know, like a, a Joe Burrow did, which Joe put up ungodly numbers. He did. Mm -hmm. But he did it with a future first round pick running back. Right, so now, because now we can look back at this in retrospect, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So now, with this, you put this list together after all these seasons have been played, and you look at what Cam did. Look at Joe; he had um, uh, Jamar Chase, mm -hmm. first round wide receiver, mm -hmm. Terrace Marshall, first round wide receiver who barely saw the field, mm -hmm. um, Justin Jefferson, mm -hmm. offensive rookie of the year in the NFL, mm -hmm. and we're missing another receiver. Who's the other one? I feel like we're missing one. No, 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 no. It, it was it. Chase. Chase and Justin, and then. But are you penalizing him for what he should have done? No, or... I'm not penalizing. I'm just giving context to the numbers. But you, because you think much... he should be in the top five? 
Oh yeah, he has okay. to on GP. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a Cam Newton's numbers should be above that because he did what he was able to do with no help. So do you think Cam should be the guy the, behind Barry, the next guy? I'd be okay with that. I'm cool with that. I can see that. Why isn't Johnny Manziel on this list? Johnny Football. It's very interesting. I don't like him, but he Johnny put up Manziel some crazy got, numbers. Johnny Manziel was one of the people that got honorable mentions on this list. So he wasn't even top 10. He wasn't even top 10. Who, mm. What's the rest of the top 10? So rounding out top 10, number 10 was- You don't have to say uh, all the stats. Just who is it? Uh, 2005, Reggie Bush. 1997, Charles Woodson was number nine. Mm. Uh, Derek Thomas, 1988, Alabama was number eight. Herschel Walker, 1981, Georgia. Tony Dorsett was number six from 1976. I would take Tony Dorsett or Herschel over Dick Buckus. I'm with you. I'm not mad at that. And again, so the only other, the only two defensive people on this list was Charles Woodson and Derek Thomas. Derek Thomas's 1988 season, he had 27 sacks, 39 tackles for loss. Give me that over Dick Buckus. And that's again in 1988. A lot of hate for Dick. Huh? <laughs> for Dick huh? It's not dislike. I mean, when you're just talking about him compared to what these other guys did, the 10 forced fumbles is cool, but this man had 29 sacks. So, so again, so con- <laughs> so, so so hold on. So he context. 29 sacks in a season. Can- Never mind. We'll talk about it off the air. Um, so context, right? Mm-hmm. Something like Uncle saying, back in that day, in the 60s, you're going to run the ball more, right? Yeah. So to have 145 tackles is ridiculous. But as a linebacker, you're probably getting a lot more work, right? Exactly. You can cause more fumbles, whatever. Coming toward the 80s, now teams are passing the ball more. Mm-hmm. You have now the opportunity to get more sacks. The fact that they had 27 sacks is ridiculous. It's 27? Yeah, okay. that's, that's 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 ridiculous. That's a ridiculous number. <laughs> it's right? almost yes. thirty. Thirty nine yes. tackles for loss. That's crazy. So again, that's still to me that's equivalent now in a passing era or, or almost to a passing era than what it was if now you just run the ball predominantly and you get a hundred and forty five tackles. Like that's you doing all the work on defense. That's crazy. Yeah. Like to me, I, to me, I, I think those stats are are, are similar. So. When you look at the era, it's like, well, yeah, all he did was run the ball. Nobody was passing. But, yeah, it's only him doing the work on defense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. I don't think he should be in the top five, though. I feel like you could reach – you could even throw Randy Moss in there. Okay. Randy's Randy so, season doesn't get enough credit. So, again, Randy Moss is yeah, actually on honorable mention. 1997, 96 receptions, 1,800 yards, 26 touchdowns. Who was honorable mention? Uh, Dominican Sue was on here. Steve Don't McNair. I don't think he did that much. Uh, and Dominican Sue had eighty-five tackles, twelve sacks, twenty-four for loss. That's doable. As a line, as a lineman, as a defensive tackle, lineman? I need your sack number to go up. As an interior, he has lineman. twelve sacks. As a defensive tackle, interior, he's getting double teamed. Not an edge guy, an interior lineman. I'm interested to see what Aaron Donald's number was in college. He's not as even far as honorable mention. No, I'm just saying, like, who his numbers. Honorable mention? Uh, honorable mention again, Johnny Manziel, Steve McNair, who, stupid numbers. <laughs> like, mm. 5,300 yards, 47 touchdowns, almost 1,000 yards rushing. Um, and then Melvin Gordon from Wisconsin, 2014. Mm. Yes. Yeah. 2,500, 20 touch, 29 touchdowns, and 150 receiving yards. Felt like he was underrated. Very. I co-signed that. So, Which, so you guys are – so is that the only thing you guys – are not happy with for the top five is Dick Buckus. I didn't hear Peter Wark's name. Peter Wark's 
season was not on here. Remember, Pete missed like three games. He was suspended that last year. Yeah, so from a numbers perspective, I'm not surprised there's some names missing. But when you talk about single greatest season, just in terms of like what they were able to do, mm-hmm. like, um, oh gosh, I cannot believe I just drew a blank. First of all, Lamar's junior season. Okay. Lamar Jackson junior season. I mean, he gave us one of the, one of the best games of all time. That game against Clemson. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, literally by himself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, oh my gosh, Texas, oh five, Vince, Vince. Yeah. Vince Young. Like you think of like individual seasons; mm-hmm. those are some of the seasons I think of. But from a numbers perspective, I can see why maybe they're not mm-hmm. top ten. When it comes to the numbers. And the guy that I would take out this the top five is Tim Tebow. Because to your point, he had a great team around him. He did. So how much do you penalize him for having Percy Harvins, Aaron Hernandez, Jeff yeah. Demps, Chris Rainey? Murph. Murph. Yeah. Where's Ron Dane's Heisman season? Yeah. Right? I, I, I was looking. I was, I was about to look up his, his stats. Was, I was a huge Ron Dane fan because he Were I always feel really? like he was a little overweight. Yeah. That's random. I like chubby guys. I was a huge Shaq fan. Did you like the, the did you like the quarterback from Kentucky? Lorenzo? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. uh, he was Pey- Peyton Man's backup, right? Yeah, no. Listen, but I did like I was he, a huge, he, was he could sling it though. Yeah. I was a huge Dante Culpepper fan. I can see that. I was a big Ben fan. Were you doing this one then? <laughs> oh, oh, I was definitely doing the rolling. What was that? 04 Madden with oh, listen, Randy Moss on the cover. Him and Randy Moss. Problem. Bruh. Problem. Just throw it deep. Uh, I was yeah. huge Dante Cole. Yeah, so again, so again Miami, Ron Dane, Ron Dane set the all-time record. Ooh, Dante Cole Pepper. What are you talking about? Dolphins? He went to the Dolphins. He did go oh, to the Dolphins. Oh, he went to the Dolphins. Yeah. Not when I hear Miami, I think of. Oh, you James. want me to say the U? <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's the name. I mean... Still on it? If you say it, everybody knows what you mean. I'm not on it. He brought it up. No, you brought it up. <laughs> I do kind of feel like you brought it up in a way. I kind of did. But yeah, no, I don't think Ron Dane had one individual season that was just that great. Um, oh, that's his professional stats. Yeah, I don't, I don't have, the, I don't have his college stats pulled up. No, but he had a Heisman season. Yeah, what, he did have what a Heisman, Heisman season. Here? Uh, all right, college reference. You're definitely the stat guy. <laughs> I'm definitely the stat guy. I'm sorry. Yes. All right. So, so his best. Oh wow! Actually, wow. Gee whiz. Listen. Yeah, Ron Dane is no a slouch. Ron Dane is a freshman <laughs> rushed for 2,100 yards. Dog. Ron All right. Dane so, was that so guy. hold on. So Ron Dane's numbers over his his career: uh, 2,100 yards, 1450, 1525, and then he finished with 2034 touchdowns. 21, 15, 15, 20. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, he had great numbers. I think that 99 season, that was what? Or that 98, 99 season, that was the Florida. No, that, no, 99. That was the Florida State. Chris Winkie won that one. Right? You guys won 99, 2000 season, right? Yeah. Okay. So he didn't win the Heisman that year. What year did he win the Heisman? 98, I, he I guess. Won his senior season, I thought he won the Heisman. Uh, yeah, he because you say so, he rushed for two thousand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so not so his ninety nine his yeah senior year he won the um he won the Heisman. So I guess Wink won the year before that. Yeah. Yeah. 
listen, like when I think of individual seasons, those are some of the individual seasons I think of. So I this, this list is just preference then. No, it's just numbers. Yeah, I think it's just numbers. I mean, again, to run for 2,000 yards and 20 touchdowns, that if you're looking at the other running backs that are on this list, 2,000 yards doesn't really do it. Again, Barry ran for 2,700. Yeah. The the next running back, Tony Dorsett, he ran for 21, 50, and 30 touchdowns. Herschel ran for... Yeah. 1891. Actually, yeah. So uh, that Ron Dane Senior uh, should knock out uh, Herschel see, Walker. It's preference. Uh, How much did Reggie Bush run for? Uh Reggie did Reggie did 17 and 16. Oh, Reggie okay. did he had a ton of catching. But yeah, he had yards receiving yards, yeah. he had kickoff returns, yeah. punt returns. Yeah. So Go again, top five, you're cool with the top five. No. Not cool with the top five. Besides Dick Buckets. He took out Tim Tebow. Okay. Here's a random one. What about Devin Hester? No. Was no. his career up there? No. Not Only in be- college. No. Only oh, because yeah. he made the most of his impact as a return man. Yeah. Because because Devin could never find a position. They could never no. find a position for Devin. We had him at but, running back. We had him at receiver. We had him at cornerback. Yeah. yeah. So just because he didn't have a position, like if a kicker puts up some crazy number, he doesn't get to be on this list. But he's a kicker. He's a kicker. Devin was just a, a weapon. Season. Like yeah, a kicker is a kicker. Just crazy total numbers. You gotta you also remember, Devin played on Miami teams that actually had like <laughs> legitimate NFL receivers, legitimate NFL running backs. Right. So him not being able to excel at anyone, it means you you're just not getting a ton yeah. of burn. Yeah, I was just saying more but, so from I mean, a punt return perspective. Okay, That's still okay, a position. Fair. Yeah, I mean he excelled at that, but not like he never did what he did in yeah. in Chicago okay. that he did yeah, in I Miami. Mean, Ray yeah. Guy's not on the list. I was just reaching. What? <laughs> Ray Guy reference. I mean, Either way, so yeah. Fred Sebastian, on the list. Sebastian Janikowski? Seabass. Seabass had, had a hell of a year. <laughs> so yeah, so that's somebody's top five, man. Football, dog. That's somebody's top five. Okay, cool. I like it. All right. We got to pay some bills. <laughs> we, we behind on the rent. Way behind on the rent. <laughs> when you've been injured, you deserve help from an attorney that knows how to handle your injury claim. This is attorney Clinton Paris from the law office of Clinton Paris. For over a decade, I worked for insurance companies, and now I use that knowledge and experience to help people that have been injured. For a free consultation, call me, attorney Clinton Paris, at 813-413-7924. That's 813-413-7924 or at parislawoffice.com. At the law office of Clinton Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. Offices, Riverview. The Red Lady Rum Punch is Tampa Bay's Rum Punch, a premium blend of rum with island fruit juice and natural flavor. Perfect for any occasion, including just sipping on the beach. To find it near you, visit theredladypunch.com. Shake well, and please drink responsibly. Be up. Anyway. I can talk to somebody. Yeah, I'll be up. Yeah, yeah he'll be up. Right. My phone's on D&D, so you can see what you want. I'll sure never know until I wake that's, up. That's fair enough. All right. All right. Bill's paid. Mm-hmm. Let's talk NBA injuries. So, when you actually look up the statistics, the NBA was reporting that the injury rate is actually down. The concerning part, though, is there are a lot of stars that are injured. Mm -hmm. So, just recently, Jamal Murray goes down. Spider Mitchell goes down. Kevin Durant has been battling injury all season, even though he took all last year off 
to be ready to go this season. He's been off and on the court all season. James Harden is out with an injury. LeBron James is out. Anthony Davis is out. Literally, we're talking about a number of people who play for teams that are on contenders, um, you know, supposed to make deep playoff runs. Like the, the Celtics have had injury issues. Vic in Miami. Oladipo, mm-hmm. you know, potentially is out. LaMarcus Aldridge has a heart palpitation. I, I don't know what you're calling it. Irregularity that happens. It's He retires. Yeah. I, I think the medical term is called Andre Drummond. <laughs> <laughs> he did get bullied by Andre Drummond. That was the last time he played. Had a case of that Andre. Put him in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he got bullied. If you read, did you read the statement? <laughs> like later that night, it was like his heart started beating irregularly. <laughs> my, my heart. <laughs> Andre Drummond sent that boy to retirement. He's smoking on LA tonight. <laughs> my dog said that's it. Another homie, they're going to do the same thing to him. Mm-hmm. No, but seriously, right? Like you look <clears throat> across the league and there have been injury issues. Like literally seemingly across the league and more top level players than we're used to seeing. Like imagine going into the playoffs and there's no spider for Utah, who has a number one seed in, in the West right now. Don't mean nothing without him. There's no Jamal Murray for the Nuggets. If Kevin Durant can't make it through the playoff run for Brooklyn, that changes the landscape a lot. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's say an Anthony Davis or LeBron James don't come back fully ready to go for whatever reason. Like, that really changes the landscape of what the postseason could look like in the NBA. And it feels different. Feels like we're being robbed. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Now, does that stem from the turnaround of the season? What else can you attribute it to? Uh, I don't know. I mean, in, in in the case of... KD and LeBron, I think it's a little more interesting than like, you know, Jamal Murray. I mean, he had an ACL injury. That's just, you know, some of those things you can't predict. Just happened to be a a, a bad injury to a good player, right? Mm-hmm. But I start to worry about players like KD and LeBron and then Anthony Davis. He just he's always kind of had nagging injuries throughout his career, right? But for KD and LeBron. It's interesting the fact that KD is now hurting his what his he had a left thigh injury, and yeah, yeah thigh contusion. Right. So sometimes I worry about players that come off of like bad like ankle or Achilles or um you know like Derrick Rose, like all of a sudden your body starts to overcompensate in yeah. certain ways. So now you know something happened to his 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 right Achilles, and now all of a sudden the left side of his body, which has been overcompensating for the last year gets hurt mm-hmm. because now you're putting more strain and stress than you ever have on that side of your body. LeBron is just getting old. As much as we think that he's a machine, yeah. he's actually just getting old. He is. Do you believe the KD injury? Because I feel like I'm the guy that thinks they're <clears throat> they're finding a way to load manage. No. No, I don't I don't I, I I think he's I think he's genuinely hurt. I think he needs to play. Like I think KD is one of those guys that you put him on the court, he's gonna ball. Mm-hmm. But I think he needs to play. I think he needs to play with these new guys that they've like like acquired. 
Like the fact that I think you pulled up a stat that him, Kyrie, and James haven't played more than maybe like six what, games, together. six or seven games. So you expect that team to just all of a sudden gel in the playoffs? Yeah, you gotta have that and then chemistry. eventually maybe beat the defending world champs who've been together for a, more than two years. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's that easy. I mean, to shoot them some bell though, there's no competition like that in the East. They almost beat the Heat. Today. So here's the thing: you can out talent a lot of teams, yes. Mm-hmm. But when you get to that deep part of the playoffs, you're talking Eastern mm-hmm. Conference Finals mm-hmm. or Finals, mm-hmm. which where a team is just as talented as you are, mm-hmm. and you can't just out talent them. You know, you end up with a flipper situation last year where mm-hmm. you losing seven to the Nuggets, a team you got no business losing to. Mm-hmm. So I think you make a good point. And the other thing is, you know, I, I, Kevin Durant gets a lot of flack, and I think he should. He does a lot of stuff. He does. It's an egg. But when it comes to playing basketball, Kevin Durant loves the game. Yes, like there, you cannot question his love for the game and his want to be on the court. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Kevin Durant's the kind of guy to take a you know a weak excuse for not being on the court. I just don't okay. think he's yeah. that kind of person. And, so, he's, and he's never been a load management guy. Okay. I've never seen him load manage. I don't think that the Warriors ever load manage. They just they play basketball. They just play. Yeah. They want to play. I don't think it's their decision though. It's just the upper management. Hey, we're gonna sit you. I don't care what you say. Some it's in people, the best interest of you. I don't think you can do that to a Kevin Durant. Mm-mm. Okay. Genie can't tell LeBron you're not playing. LeBron won't play. Exactly. LeBron decides he's playing. It doesn't matter what anybody mm-hmm. says. It'll be like Allen Iverson where you hide his jersey. He'll send somebody to the store down the street to buy him one. They'll play in that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So. I do think all the stars are getting hurt because they're required more of than the other players. They got to carry the load some night. So they're putting so much strain on their bodies night in, night out with a shorter period of rest in the offseason. So I that's what that, I attribute it to. Which was the worry going into the season, wasn't it? Wasn't the worry going into the season how quick the turnaround time was? Like, literally, the finals happened in October. Mm-hmm. The new season started December 22nd. Mm-hmm. So, the Miami Heat, who finally got healthy, right? They mm-hmm. finally got Drogic back. They finally got Jimmy back. Some COVID stuff in there, too. Mm-hmm. Now you get Depot. I mean, he wasn't there for the run, but now he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Lakers, your two best players who, to your point, carried a lot of the load have now missed a big chunk of even a shortened season. And those are guys, there's at least, what, five guys that made it deep into the playoffs that are hurt? Currently. Yeah, so. Currently two. Just just AD and Braun. Jimmy's no, good. Oh, who uh, were out at some point. Yeah, Spider went, they went deep into the playoffs somewhat. How Utah long? went, what, second round? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. They played, what, two second game round. sevens? So they played a lot more, a lot longer than other players, and then had to turn back around and yeah. come do Question. it again. How yeah. how long was the layoff? What do you mean? During the the twenty twenty season, how long was the, um, the the gap between you know when they shut down games and then when they they brought the bubble out? Um, let's see, was it a month? It. I think it was like no, no, it was definitely longer than that. I mean. The game stopped in beginning of March. Yeah. I believe the game started beginning of March. I think the playoffs started in July. Okay. So they were all, I think it was like a fourth month break, something okay. like that. So 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 and so in a in a in a weird way, like and and this is probably just me. The players had the equivalent of a full off season. It was just 
breaking up. It was broken the, yeah. up. Like it's almost like they're playing summer ball, or 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 even those players who go play in the um in the Olympics every four years. And I and I know that's a once every four year kind of thing, but those players who go play in the Olympics, like LeBron, like AD, um, like Kevin Durant, they've done this before. But that's not fair to the players because they got a, a regimen, an off-season regimen. And when you tell a guy like LeBron, hey, we're going to break up your your planned training periods into mm-hmm. three to four months here, and then mm-hmm. you start playing again, and then you're going to have another three months. But they he's, knew- he's used to uh, – he spends millions on his right. regimen. And but, the, but they knew they were coming back at some point, right? So mm-hmm. so so if you, if you shut off the season in March, right? March 11th. March 11th, you shut Rangers. it back, and you and they came back what? They came back. It was July the. I just had it. Okay, so so it's so like you said, Lisa. July twenty second. So almost like a four that. month layoff, right? Yeah, July twenty two. So when the scrimmage started, right? So again, those guys, like you say, LeBron, who's spending millions of dollars to to take care of his body, he knows that at some point we're coming back, and I'm pretty sure LeBron or those higher ups in the NBA are in full contact with Adam Silver and, and the NBA. When do you guys are planning to come back? They might not tell us. But they're gonna tell the teams before we ever know. Right. So LeBron is conditioning his body. He's preparing himself for whenever he comes back. That doesn't mean the body's used to this. The, the body's used to one schedule for years, and now you're mm-hmm. telling us let's break it up. Some players may not adjust to it the same way. So, so again, to my point, that's to me that's the equivalent of every four years if you play in the in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. That one year you're breaking your your normal regimen. But are you going as hard in the Olympics though? And that's my and that's my. Rabona, I think you make a good point, mm-hmm. right? The Olympics definitely changes that that calendar. Mm-hmm. Right? Your body, their body calendar, right? Their body calendar goes from October, August, mm-hmm. from September mm-hmm. to June. To June, if you make it to the finals, and if you know, I'm good till August, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You play in the Olympics, but to the point that you just alluded to, in the Olympics, you're playing. I think you play a couple playing games right they're not playing heavy minutes because the whole team is stars so mm-hmm. right so you're yeah. not playing the same kind of minutes the minutes lebron's playing for the lakers mm-hmm. he ain't playing those minutes with the olympic team mm-hmm. and they're only playing with so many games and most of the time they're just so much better than the other teams anyway they don't have to go full out when you're playing for a chip mm-hmm. in nba finals you're going full out so i think that that gap almost messed them up more than anything season starts march ends march 11th and at first, I don't think anybody knows anything. It probably took at least a month for the NBA to start oh, thinking sure. about when can we even think about bringing this thing back. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, boom. You come with this day, July 11th. I'm not used to taking this random break in March. And it's so, random. The Olympics isn't right. You see the Olympic on the calendar. You don't. The break that the NBA just had was just random. It mm-hmm. wasn't so you take scheduled. This break, and you got to come back. You got to hit it hard, mm-hmm. right? Because you're trying to play for a chip. Mm-hmm. So everybody comes back. They're hitting it hard. You hit it hard from July to October, mm-hmm. which you're not normally you're not normally doing, mm-hmm. and you get this other random break from October to December. And I think for an athlete and you know the strain that goes in their body, I think it's throwing a lot of guys off. Their mm-hmm. body's just off schedule. I get it. I mean, again, I I think that I guess in a weird way, if we were seeing you know. Uh, you know, guys like Laurie Markkinen and Wendell <laughs> Carter and Aaron Gordon, you know, getting hurt, it wouldn't be as big of a story. Because, again, these, yeah, guys, these guys are going through the same, you know, calendar season, the same random layoffs, the same, you know, 
COVID gap and come back. You know, there were, what, 16 teams in the bubble? Yeah. Or 16 playoff teams. There were more teams than that in the bubble. There was even more teams yeah. that came to the exhibitions. Yeah. But, but we're talking about these stars getting hurt. We're not talking about the random six-man off the bench. Yeah, those guys ain't dropping 20, 30 points a game. So I get that. But, I mean, but there's still people out there that are playing just as many minutes as these guys who aren't getting hurt. But are they younger, too? Possibly. Katie, KD, Braun, AD, they got a lot of I mean, miles no, on them no, at I'm, talk, I'm, I'm talking about like Spider Mitchells and um, Jamal Murray. Again, Jamal Murray's ACL injury could happen to anybody. Yeah. Right? right? Spider Mitchell, he's getting hurt. He's going to come back. Again, the, the KD, he's up there in years. It, yeah. People don't realize it, but he's been in the league for a minute. Yes. Again, KD was a supersonic. <laughs> I guess they're at, they're at a higher <laughs> risk because they, they always have the ball in their hand. So sure. they're making all the plays. Yeah. So you're going to be... At a ninety percent chance of getting injured because you're touching the rock so much, mm-hmm. and they're on the court so much, right? Mm-hmm. Like just being on the court opens you up for more opportunity to be hurt. Right. I get that, but again, like, but but the other stars on the the lesser teams, Zach Levine is on the court just as much as LeBron and KD. Yeah, he's not yeah. hurt. So again, That's to fair. me, it's the it's the we're talking about it because the the names who are on this oh, list, right? Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, so again I don't think that the I, I think that the turnaround like you were saying does have a big thing to do about it. You're right. It, that breakup it's not that it's you know my equivalent of the the Olympics was my equivalent. Mm. I get that it, the turnaround all right, it might not be the same thing, but mm. if it was somebody else, are we having this conversation? No, we wouldn't care. If it was yeah, if, no. if it was Dragic, would we be talking about it? No, nah. if it's Markeith Morris, don't care. Exactly yeah. right. I think it's just the names that's happening, but again, like for me, for me, the biggest name is KD, just because I think that his the injuries that he had and he tried to play with it. I worry that his body frame and the type of injury he had will set him up for future injuries. Shoot, Breeze, have we seen the last full season from Kevin Durant? Possibly. It would, it would be in his best oh, interest. Yeah. Yeah. If that's the case, then that's that sucks. We've been robbed. I'm afraid we've seen the last full season from Kevin Durant. That's that's the scary thought. Unle- it's unless kind of sad. Yeah. Unless he takes a lesser role, which you don't see he that. Do. <laughs> you can't see KD taking a lesser He's role. He's not going to do it. I'm afraid we may have seen the last full season because to your point, those injuries start to create new injuries mm-hmm. and they pile themselves up. Mm-hmm. That's frustrating to mm-hmm. even think about that. Man, he could he could have easily went down as top five if he would have stayed healthy. I'm on, I'm on record. I I still believe still to this day be. if he can stay healthy that he would he would have broken Kareem's record, his scoring record. Oh yeah, I, I don't oh, disagree. Yeah. But I don't know. I would not be surprised if we haven't seen the last full season from Man, him. I that's, mean, that's so he nice. already isn't a overly built guy. He's not yeah. a very sturdy guy as is. And you know, to be a frail person, I didn't even think about that. And that's yeah, it that's, hit me today. Yeah, it hit me today, and I'm like, wow, man. Like we, yeah, you man. hope against it, but it's like it's bound to happen. You talk about being robbed. If Kevin Durant can't make it through this postseason run that Brooklyn is guaranteed to make, mm-hmm. and then he is a shell of himself for the next two, three seasons. With the Lakers being set up the way they are to make multiple more finals runs, to not get that potential, Harden, KD, Kyrie versus Braun, AD, and whoever else, 
finals matchups, yeah, that is getting robbed. As yeah. a fan of the game, yeah, that's getting robbed. Ooh, another one. Everybody so, but Unk. <laughs> Oh, I know, you I know, know mine's right? always at the last. <laughs> I'm waiting the last it. minute. <laughs> so, so you know what? So, so the so the weird thing to kind of just piggyback off that is, I feel like now we're as fans, we're being set up in a way to where now you see these teams that are stacked with those superstars like that, mm-hmm. to where you're one or two injuries away from having these letdowns. Oh, absolutely. Right. So now, like, if if, if LeBron gets hurt, and it's just 80 by himself. It's like, oh, that's that's a that's a disappointment. I want to see this team. It's high risk, high reward. Yeah. No, I get that. But again, as a fan, if I know that I'm seeing again, this is this is this is my old man get off my lawn moment, right? Mm-hmm. But if I know that I'm gonna see MJ, I know I'm gonna see Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, I know I'm gonna see Carl Malone, John Stockton, I know I'm gonna see Reggie Miller, I know I'm gonna see Patrick Ewing, I know I'm gonna see Shaq and Penny. Like I'm gonna see these guys all together instead of just seeing a bunch of stacked teams together, mm-hmm. then I'll take that NBA playoffs all day. Because at that at that time, yeah, you you figured that Jordan was gonna make it. You didn't know. You think the Jordan's team, you think the Bulls are gonna make it. All right. But in all honesty, the Knicks could have beat the Bulls. The Pacers almost beat the Bulls. The Knicks almost beat the Bulls a couple times. But now you almost know which right two teams now, are right now, make it. the playoffs are how many months away, and we figured. What, for the NBA? Yeah. Playoffs the next month. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about before. Well, a, few, oh, a few episodes oh, before. Gotcha, gotcha, We've gotcha, been gotcha, talking gotcha, about gotcha. Lakers-Brooklyn for months. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, eh, it's kind of anticlimactic. I mean, that's what we did it's last year, anti. though. Everyone said the Lakers was going to make it, but we didn't know who was coming out of the East. Well, now it's almost, you know, well, both Yeah, ends. but the East was trash. But now you got a super team, the exactly. same way you have a super team in the East, I mean the West. So now it's like, yeah, you might well, have... We're not a super team. Yeah, stop it. You got LeBron James. <laughs> so any team, team with LeBron is a super team. Any any team with LeBron James because LeBron can't do anything without a superstar. Not doing hmm? that. We have a dynamic duo. Yeah, because LeBron can't do anything without another you know it's not superstar. A super team though. It's a super team. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, Jordan Fine, it's not do Brooklyn. anything without Scotty. But right. Whatever. Yeah, right. That sounds cute. He didn't beg Scotty to come about Kobe. With him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> see how you see where we're going, guys. Well, pal, Gasol. Let's stay saying. on topic. Ooh, pal. Hmm? Nice. I mean, Kobe won with Paul Gasol. You can't say, oh, he oh, no. went without Shaq. Oh, I'm he with did. you. I'm, I'm with you all day. I don't disagree. Either way, right? The the fact that we might, the, the Lakers might get pushed to six games or seven games, but you, come on. They're they're going to go to the finals. Yeah, we're healthy, yeah. Exactly. So it's it kind of takes away from a, lot, a, a little bit of the excitement of the, of the, the NBA. Yeah. Well, there are people who legitimately think the Flippers might beat us. They thought they that thought last, last year, year. <laughs> <laughs> It sounded good last year. I was going to ask you, were you let down that the fact that we didn't play the Clippers in the finals in the West? In the um, no. yeah, Clippers. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, my apologies. No, yeah. I just didn't know what you said. It let me down, but no, honestly, the way that they went out, I don't think it would have mattered. No. Yeah, it, it it wouldn't have mattered. But at the end of the day, once once the Lakers got to the finals and you saw who was coming out of the East, listen, the, the Heat gave their all last year. Yeah. They weren't mm-hmm. going to beat the Lakers. No. If Jimmy Butler is the best person on that court for your team, that means he's the third best person on the court. At best. Well, who was better than him? Who? Well, he was last year. Yeah, so, right? Yeah. So, yeah, if, if the ceiling for him is third best yeah, player on the, the court. ceiling wasn't the roof. Again, you every go, time, you every go time, get, you go get that off every time. Every time. 
So, so again, so now if the Lakers meet Brooklyn, you can argue who the best person on that court is. It might be LeBron. It might be KD. It's, just, it's yeah. a coin flip. You want them both healthy. Both. You want them to... both healthy. But if 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 the teams are just stacked that way, honestly, yeah. give me number eighteen and then give me both healthy. <laughs> we need to pass Boston. I hate to retire with them in titles. Yeah, like, you know your New England I hate I just goes like I understand. Yeah. Again, your hate for an entire region is. What is is almost unparalleled. I can't think of anybody else that just hates an entire region. Oh, just nothing about Boston. Huh? Yeah, like huh? just nothing. No, all of New England. Like in all honesty, it has <laughs> nothing to do with fan. Like outside of the Lakers, like your team doesn't play the Patriots. It doesn't pay nope. play UConn. Doesn't play nope. the Bruins. Well, USF plays UConn. What about but Boston College? Huh? What about Boston? Oh, College? I hate them. See, like what Miami. are we doing right now? We play them every few years. Calls them games. <laughs> every few years, so you have a hate for Boston College. Hate them. <laughs> Why? You watch also you... also the uh, Doug Flutie play. You weren't even alive when that happened. Don't matter. Do you yeah. watch Mark Wahlberg's movie? Oh, I don't. It's not people. It's the sports teams. Okay, but you like. Fans. But Lightning hasn't played the Bruins in the Bruins in the playoffs. Paid them playoffs. Rays Rays played the Dead Sox. Paid them. And the Yankees. Well, hate the stinks too. But you're in the which, we've been in the AL East. Hey, local sports. Rays swept the stinks today. Yeah, you're like like eleven percent of the season. <laughs> so far. Yeah, well, we're fifteen games. And in. the Cubs we swept suck right now. So they whatever. were supposed to be the best team in the AL this year. Who the Yankees or the, well, the Sox? No, uh, stinks. It's still early. Yeah. I'm not investing my emotions in it. Yeah, okay, it's fifteen. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it as a race, man. But yeah, hit me up after yeah. the All Star break and see where we're at. That's fine. Yeah, after they spend their money on players, yeah, they need. I hate all of New England sports. It's so interesting to me. Yeah. Like really, like 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 you like you. What has UConn women's basketball done to you? Gino Oriem. See, hate you see him. what I mean. So, hate what, what team do you absolutely hate? The Gators. Well, we live in Florida. I was gonna say, so do you hate Florida? <laughs> I'm saying outside of Florida. Uh, I don't care Detroit? for the Pack- I don't like the Packers. Yeah, but you love Aaron Rodgers. So I love him. Weird. I love him. He's, yeah. He's Never great. mind. I he's can't. Great. I can't make the correlation. Yeah. There has to be a team. <laughs> but again, it's a, it's one team. It's one team that I just despise, and that is the Florida Gators. Do you hate the Pistons? When I was a kid, yeah. But now I was like, nah, I don't really hate the Pistons like that. Hating. They're not worth hating. Right, that's it's, fair. It's but again, neither hate- neither is like. Men's the the men's basketball team at UConn is not worth hating, but he'll Always hate, hate them. Huh? Omega Okafor is so overrated. <laughs> you I see what him. I mean? <laughs> he's so like, overrated. What are doing right now? He's a bomb. He's, there's no he's loyal. There's no reason to hate. There's no reason to do it. Yes, he's it consistent. Is. He's loyal and consistent. I'm so mad Johnny Flynn didn't get that dub against Kimba in that oh, six oh, overtime wait game. Do you hate Syracuse <gasps> for not beating no, UConn? Oh, Syracuse in New York. That's not New England. New York is in New England, is it? No. Yes. No. No. Syracuse is New no. York. Well, New York. You don't is like not the Yankees, huh? You don't like the Yankees. Oh, I like the Stinks because they're in the same division as the Rays. Wait, wait. Well, New York is New England. No. No. Connecticut, Jersey, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, those small ones. New York is in New England. No. New York is definitely New no. England. Look, look not it New up. England. That's Pennsylvania. 
That's different. Right. Pennsylvania, like, no. Look it up. I don't think New York is part of New England. Stat right. stat man. Where we at with the show? I gotta go pick my kid up. Oh, right. you you said you were saving your your one. Because I can always call. Oh, we're us. not doing somebody said. No. no oh. Somebody said in New England. Somebody said the Yankees will end up right, leading so the AL. Okay, hold on. Season. All right, this is trash. That's my one. This it's is not weird. trash. No, it's no, it's not trash. trash. They consider Maine a part of New England, but not New York. But Maine is north of 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 New York. But yet they consider Connecticut, which is right next to New York. Yes. That doesn't make any sense. Because they're a bunch of crappy states that nobody cares about. <laughs> That's why you just lump them into one name, New England. Like there's nothing, there's nothing particular to so say about Vermont. Will you ever go they have, to New they have good maple syrup? Huh? What? Vermont has great maple syrup. Random. Mm, so does Canada. Whatever. Go Mapes. The Mapes seeds. Go mates. <laughs> so will you ever go to New England? I've been new, I spent two summers in New England. Actually, I spent one summer in New England. Oh, Princeton, right? No, no that was Yale. Yale's in Connecticut. Oh. This why has this come up two weeks in a row? I don't know. No, I spent a summer in Connecticut. Um great experience. Mm-hmm. Weather was god awful. <laughs> of course it was, because you know heaven forbid I'm in New England. Like, no, it was bad, man. Like, I felt like I didn't see the sun the entire time I was there. That's how I felt in Buffalo. Right? No, like, it's it a, just it's great a thing in Northeast. Yeah. Oh, Buffalo's a terrible city, period. Wow. It what, is. What did Buffalo do to you? Uh-huh. Okay. I actually okay. enjoy so Buffalo. Why would you have any reason to dislike Buffalo? That's where I was trying to get to. Well, like, I've, well I've been there. I've been to Buffalo. It's well, why do you hate the city? Man. Huh? It why just sucks. It's this is, this is crappy city. It's great food. So though. you have no well, real besides reason. the wings, the only the only great thing that's ever come out of Buffalo is Patrick Kane and <laughs> OJ's two thousand yard season. You have no reason to hate Buffalo. I've been there and it sucks. I've just had a horrible yeah, so experience. Cleveland. Who cares? I've mm, Nobody thinks Cleveland is cool. How's <laughs> Joe Kim Noah got a third? This you did it. You, you said, <laughs> it's also a terrible city. Cleveland, See, a exactly. City. So and so is Buffalo. But why do you have? I, at least I have reasons. I just told you I've been. I've, one, I've been there. My wife used to there, live there. Like so it, yeah. So on top okay. of that, it sucks. Okay. Okay. I, that's a good reason. I've been there, and my wife has lived there, and she says it sucks. Okay. But and Shayon has been there, and he says it sucks too. But me hating New England is just so weird. You've only been there once, so you have, no, and you, you had a good time. You actually had a good time. No, I, I didn't. Did. I had a good time. <laughs> See, Unc didn't have a good time. My wife didn't have a good time. I didn't have a good time. That's a trifecta right there. I had a good time. The one time you went, you had a good time. You have no reason to dislike New England. Nope, I hate them. Bad weather, worse people. We're just going to leave you be. Pretty much. Pretty much. Right, it's man. like talking to a wall when it comes to Boston. Yeah, it's like but at least talk- I have reasons. You know I'm what? I'm giving you guys my reasons. Your hatred, your your ridiculous hatred for New England ridiculous. is oh, it's like Unk's ridiculous loyalty Le- to LeBron James. No. Right, let's end the show. It's the same thing. No, both of those are, how, are, are wait, how, how is reason. Bynes ridiculous? I thought you was ready to go. Now you. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, have to def- <laughs> I have to say something. <laughs> I can't let that go. You let him reel you back in like that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is bait. (laughs) Not that I think we need to end the show on that. As always, Mm -hmm. the man to my right is on. Oh, sure. (laughs) 
You really want to argue this LeBron thing? I'm contemplating. Should I go get my daughter? <laughs> or should I defend, or defend LeBron? <laughs> my daughter or okay. defend LeBron James? But I gotta go get my daughter. and point. No, that's ridiculous, bro. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> man in my right is on Shay. Yep. The man in my left is Punk. Yes, sir. I am Breeze. Catch y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>